Welcome to the future of email. I'm Dr. Matthew Dunn, founder and CEO of Campaign Genius. We help email platforms grow by giving their customers the power of real-time visual media in their email marketing. We believe that email is the critical civil media channel today for business and commerce. This podcast features the leading innovators in email marketing. Stick around to the end. I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on the Cutting Edge podcast on the future of email. Let's go. This is Dr. Matthew Dunn, host of the future of email marketing. My guest today, beaming in from Arizona, is Andy Seeley, CEO of Creatively Disruptive. Welcome. Thank you. Tell people a bit about your company. Always a fun place to start. Yeah. So Creatively Disruptive, we're a team. We've got a team of about 15. Um, We specialize in funnel building, basically. using google facebook email marketing it's like the the holy trinity so to speak um and then uh with conversion rate optimization so making sure that your website actually converts the traffic that gets developed by those three things that work together um we're really good at building that machine um Mm -hmm. and we generate either e-com sales like through if you've got an e-com site that that generates sales directly or through small business or or business lead generation where you want to get inquiries to do business with you. And that's basically what we do. We're, we're pretty good. We have clients from Australia, New Zealand, where I'm from, New Zealand, all the way through the United States, um, Canada, and the UK. English-speaking world is where we do our business. Majority is in the United States. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you you mentioned e-com. E-com is a big sector because I think I saw that on the, uh, on the company site. Yeah, we do a lot of e-com work. I would say from a standpoint of numbers of clients to you know we you know that's uh like we have like let's say 100 clients we have probably um 25 of them are e-com but it's a big part of the business because it's oh, okay a lot of work right yeah. um yeah we have a lot mm-hmm. of smaller clients as well that uh don't take as much work but they from a numbers standpoint they they make up the numbers but i would say the majority of our revenue probably is from e-com interesting um, Mainly because we can, we take, we're performance driven. So we have a, a retainer, but if you work with us, we we take a portion of the, of of the sales if it gets over a certain number. So yeah. we 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 like to have skin in the game. I no, I was just going to say, nice to nice to see an agency with uh, with skin in the game because uh, right. it, it makes everybody's behavior sort of motives line up, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. and it's a um, you know I, I like to say that. Digital marketing has got to the point, if you've got a good product and a good service, it's a mathematical equation. It's not like, well, let's see if this works or man, I wish I could have some magical marketing person (laughs) sprinkle some fairy dust and maybe something will happen. It is actually a a very complicated math equation that you can go through. And, and if you've, as long as the service and the product is wanted, um, you will get results if you do it correctly. Nice. Well, that's a, that's a good, that's a good assurance right there. And you wouldn't be saying it if you hadn't lived it. Um, What are, what are, what are the, what are the challenges in doing what you do? Um, I think, I mean, this is going to sound really bad, but who cares, I guess. Um, I always say we could guarantee results for people, but I could give you a hundred percent guarantee, Matthew, on your, sunglasses you know e-com site or whatever if you had one mm-hmm. um, i could give you a hundred percent money back guarantee that we'll get your results outside of the fact that you're a part of the equation <laughs> so you make decisions as a business owner you do different things that we don't have control over we don't control you as a part you are the uncontrolled part of the equation that i can't guarantee mm. um and I think most good agencies probably would feel the same way. Mm. And that's oftentimes why we can't, right? And, and, I, and I'm not saying that you, you know, you're a crazy nut job who might do some crazy nut jobby things. It might be simply you run out of stock, right? I'm not buying your stock, but you run out of it and we can't sell it. And it create, right. starts cratering because, you know, with, with the algorithm, um, it's a thing that once it starts going, you want it to keep going. And it's about, it's a job of just keeping keeping the thing rolling and the more you keep it rolling the 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 easier it is if you keep stopping it 
and then starting it and then stopping it, it's, it, it slows down its growth and it makes things a little bit more difficult. Mm. So, you know, and it might be out of your control. One of our clients right now is having major supply issues because they get their products from Mexico and China. Yeah. And we all know, we all, we've all heard of, of the issues with the supply chain, just getting it across the Pacific and, you know, even getting it from Mexico is difficult because the Mexican manufacturer gets some parts from China, right? And gets some parts from different yeah. parts of the world. Yeah. And that's not necessarily because they're, whoop, they're a bad client. It's just, that's out of our control, right? As, a, as your marketing company, we, could, we don't control that. So if we could control every part of it, mm-hmm. I feel that most good marketing companies could probably guarantee their services. Um, and we get come about as close as that you can with that performance element, right? We're like, yeah. hey, yeah. We bet on you, you know, we think you're a really good company that can yes. do really, really well. We'll take yes. a small retainer to just make sure that you're engaged with us. But then yeah. if we knock it out of the park for you, we're gonna we're gonna be rewarded as you are. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that that uh, that's a that's a refreshing approach. And as I said, alignment and motives. Um a lot of Shopify platform customers, I would think, in the e-com space. Yeah, Woo WooCommerce and Shopify, we like Shopify. Yeah. Um, Shopify has a lot of flexibility. It works well with a lot of the platforms. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm talking about email marketing. Clavio works well with Shopify. She works yeah. well with WooCommerce as well. It also works well with um, with Facebook and so forth. So integration is really important. Yeah. Seamless integration that that is that doesn't break down at one o'clock in the morning when you have some crazy, um, you know, Black Friday deal running. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want everything to work well together and um you know shopify s- seems to be one of the most um you know integratable platforms for e-com especially yeah it's yeah, quite a quite a and woocommerce as well but it's quite a it's been quite a success story watching shopify yeah you know, i mean the, buy their stock if you bought their stock a few years ago you'd be doing quite well today <laughs> that's true um, the there's they're they they're um they're a nice balancing force for the you know many 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 small businesses sitting on top of their tech platform versus uh you know a, a goliath amazon being the obvious one uh running their own system so it's i do uh, i do think even though amazon is the 100 pound gorilla especially in the united states with such a dominant part yeah. i mean i've got a you know and i i have this love hate relationship with uh, amazon as a marketer i hate them yeah. As a consumer, I love them. I buy lots of stuff from them. I don't not buy from them because I'm a marketer that hates them. I still buy stuff from them, right? Um, but the reality is, I even though there are a thousand pound gorilla that's out there, I think if you've got a unique, cool product, there hasn't been a better time to be able to very easily compete with them. Yeah. Right? Because if yeah. you've got a unique product, don't put it on there and market it yourself. Have control over the whole thing. Yeah. Have those customers that are coming to you be your customers, yeah. um, not Amazon customers, because yeah, that is obviously, and talking about email marketing, which I know is your thing. Yeah. yeah. You can't, it's very hard to get involved in the email marketing game with an Amazon shop. Yeah, right? I would think. And I would think. You don't own the platform and you don't own the, the experience. You don't own, now the, the Amazon experience is good, but it's a little bit like if you bought your sunglasses, we'll say that you've got that sunglass company again. If you're a supplier of Walmart, those are Walmart's customers. They're not yours. Yeah. You've got one customer and that is Walmart. Yeah. If Walmart decides they're not going to be happy with you and they don't want to work with you anymore, yeah. you're out yeah. of business. That's yeah. the same with Amazon. That's the way Amazon is. Yeah. Um, but if you build, if you've got these really cool sunglasses that are very unique in the way they've made and whatever it is, there's something special about them. Build your own website. It allows you to develop your email list. It allows you to be able to do your own marketing and have control of your own space and no one can take you out. Yeah. 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 I do think it is. And I, and I, I agree with you and, and, and the, um, the data foothold you're keeping for yourself as well in the equation you suggested, as opposed to saying, we're going to, Sorry, I'm not picking on Amazon. I'm a loyal customer as well. But, you know, if they if they say if they see, you know, pink triangular sunglasses selling like crazy next year, they're going to sell them themselves. Oh, yeah. So you you just handed a market research for free. Right. Yeah. And that happens all the time. All We've the actually, time. I've seen that. Like if you have a product that they see is booming. Yeah. 
even though it's your product that you're selling to them on their platform and they're making 40% on it. Yeah. If yeah. it's doing well enough, They'll they're going to go to their own manufacturers and make it the sales and keep 60% of it, 70% of it and put you out of business. And you're yeah. competing exactly with Amazon. Yeah. But I mean, I, I actually think the reason why most people need to be doing their own email marketing and make, need to be doing with their own website platform and, and their own sales portal with e-commerce is to have control over their customer, right? Because most times you don't have as much control, if any control, if it's a sale on Amazon. Right. But I want, I like to know that I'm getting sales from these areas. I like to know that, uh, that, you know, maybe most of my sales are coming from Florida. Right. Like, right. Most, you know, that kind of data is interesting, right? It means if I'm spending, if I'm getting loads of clients, if I'm doing nationwide advertising and it just seems to be Florida is where everybody's purchasing my product, mm -hmm. I'm getting no sales in Washington. Right. With Facebook and Google, I can pinpoint Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, unless you've got billions of dollars of advertising spend, that's kind of information that's really good yeah. because, yeah. you know, you can't advertise to 320 million Americans. I want, I'd much rather niche down a little bit, at least in location, and actually, you know, have my advertising dollar be a little bit more powerful and a little bit more of a smaller space. Yeah. Um, and then you start collecting the email and the beauty of email, obviously, you know, as you know, is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a whole platform. You're not going to have like Facebook, you know, talking about big conglomerates that can cause us problems as business owners, Facebook tomorrow might shut your account down. You can't advertise anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Google could do the same thing for whatever yeah. reasons. Yeah. Sometimes I've seen it even because your, your personal account, right. And this might get a little political saying this, but your personal account might be saying stuff that Facebook doesn't like. And because it's attached to your business account, yeah, it actually dirties the water. And then suddenly you, you know, you're getting red flagged a little bit more and maybe things come up, you know, and, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't happen in the email marketing space. As long as you're not, as long as you're, behi you're behaving within the spam rules and, and making sure that, you know, the people on your list, the people that want to be there and want to hear from you, as long as you're doing that, you pretty much can, you know, do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Well, and, and as you as you implied accurately, you know, ownership of that permission relationship in that channel is between you and, and those those prospects and those customers. You're not paying someone else as a gatekeeper right. in the middle there. And we and we our most successful clients, and, and when I say most successful, like highest ad spend clients, because no one spends a lot of ad spend if they're not successful. You know, we have a couple of clients that are spending 170,000 a month. Mm -hmm. right on ad spend um 30 to 40 percent of their revenue is coming from email wow right now the 60 percent that isn't coming from email is sometimes is not even as it's definitely not as profitable because they're spending a lot of money on google and facebook and these platforms to be there mm -hmm. but that that 60% is also building up your email because all of that 60% is filled is feeding yeah. that email list. Yeah. And that email list is tremendously profitable because outside of paying a platform for a number of emails on their platform, you know, which you know, depending on the platform can be more or less cheap or expensive, but it's definitely not the same cost as a hundred hundred thousand ad spend on Facebook. Well, it's not, it's not, it's, list variable mess if it's message variable it's pretty small right, right. Like, you know i want to send twice a week did doesn't necessarily mean your cost went through the roof because the well, send it, cost is necessary. the cost usually is is based on how many subscribers you have yeah. right so if you have a hundred thousand to ten thousand you're probably spending more on the platform but yeah to reach a hundred thousand people on facebook will probably cost more than to reach a hundred thousand, you know, people of that kind of level, like somebody who's already engaged, already loves you, already wants to do business with you. Yeah. Reach a hundred thousand of them on, on email, the, the difference in, in cost to you as a marketer is, you know. Yeah. Night, night, night and day. Yeah. yeah. Night and day. Yeah. And um, the message from you is from you. You're in control of the design, the context the in which thing. it's read, all that stuff, right? It's not. When it's sent, when it arrives, when they get it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, no algorithm in the middle, so yeah. to speak. Um, and a lot of the platforms are so powerful now, um, or are, when I say so powerful, that they're really well thought out, where they give you a lot of really good data, like what day is the best day to send these emails out, what time of the day is the best day, day to send these out to get the. Some of them have you know optimization 
systems where you don't actually choose when or what time you just say right. i'll leave it up to the platform to send it out yeah yeah um and it, it's it's powerful you know yeah. a lot of our clients are getting you know 30 40 percent open rates wow because, quite yeah. good yeah because it's it's one because these people have opted in obviously sure um but two because you know it's being sent out at the right time it's the the information has been we've been able to collect to see what people like what people don't like and we you know we, we can sculpt sculpture the message to make sure it's much more like they're opened right yeah and there is that rule that i know you probably you've spoken about on other of your podcasts but you know it's that give 10 take one kind of rule right so give 10 very valuable emails that are very helpful to your customers that that gives them added benefit that you're not asking for a sale right there might be an easy little link to buy something if they want it but you're not saying hey Here's a spe you know, every you're not sending out 10, 10% off offers or hey, here's a special deal or blah, blah, blah. You, you're giving actually life improving information. And then the 11th one, you might send a hey, 10% off this raincoat. Right. You know, we've just been right. talking 10 emails about walking in the rain. Right. Now we're going to sell you a raincoat. Right, right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have it. Well, you have the opportunity and the latitude to, you know, to, to earn add value to the relationship, earn the attention over yep. time and repeat attention over time, which definitely adds up. I was, I was discussing with uh, a guest this morning, the, the notion that even if someone doesn't read your message, the fact that they see your name or your yep. company name and they see the subject line and like over time that, that, that There's adds value. Up yeah, yeah. And that's why the, the, uh, your, your, you know, your headline or your, your subject line is really really important right mm -hmm. and don't throw that away make that yeah. thoughtful yeah I, I was just talking to my pr co company that contacted me with you right <laughs> and they're like you know, you know again maybe i'm giving too much information but they're like andy you know recently you you're you know you're always like a, a few days late in paying you know what's going on and i'm like i never see your emails anymore and they're like, what do you mean you don't see my emails anymore? I'm like, you know, I'm like, I always see yours, Jessica. Jessica is her name. Jessica, I always see your emails, but I never see any invoice that comes through from you. So we did a little search and sure, she just changed something. And what's been coming through is her, her PR company's name more than press. But I associate her with Jessica. Right. And that's in the, the headline. Yeah. And I said, that's the problem. I'm seeing more than press. And I, I know that that's your company, but I'm not associating that with you. And I'm just not opening it, not looking at it. And I'm not right. thinking about it. Right. Uh, can we just change it back to that so we can get it you know, taken care of? Um, <laughs> because I like to look at these, especially my PR stuff. I like to look at those kind of things come through myself instead of just sending it off to our bookkeeper. So, you know, you know just that in itself shows the power of making sure that you're the name on the email is, is, is something that is going to, you know, make them go, Oh, that's, that's that. Yeah. And remember it. Cause I yeah, literally, yeah, she, she made that one change and I stopped opening her invoice. Yeah. There you go. Which, you know, not a bad message to get opened on her side. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's an invoice. Where, uh, uh, where do you, where do you, where do you, if at all have uh, text messaging fitting into the life cycle for your clients? So, I was talking to you offline about one of the biggest things I think is the next game changer and email is still part of that process of getting someone to reach out to you or getting, getting a inquiry. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, what the disconnect is, is that, is that, that communication between actually me speaking with you as a potential customer, because you have, you know, most businesses still need that hum some kind of human interaction, right? Unless it's e-commerce, if it's if it's a lead, if it's like a landscape company, if it's a you know if it's an insurance agent, if it's a real estate agent, at some point someone's got to talk to somebody, right? And they got to have a have a relationship and start doing business with each other. Yeah. And where a lot of times the breakdown is is between the lead being generated or the inquiry being generated and the actual conversation happening. Um, because as humans, we are people, we sleep, we eat food. We not always looking at our leads to see if they're coming in. Um, and, you know, we, you know, like I might get a lead that comes in on a Sunday night. No one's dealing with it until Monday morning. Right. 
during that's enough time for that person that sends that inquiry to maybe cool down a little bit, be a little bit less interested. So when my salesperson calls them on Monday morning, they're a little bit more likely to not answer it. A little bit, I'll, I'll, I'll just, I can't be bothered. I'll deal with that later. If, if my salesperson called them the moment or emailed them the moment or texted them the moment that they sent the inquiry, yeah. there's probably a high likelihood that they'll respond to that. Right. right. So a lot of the, the disconnect is in that, in that, in that immediacy kind of transition, but also you, you can get leads at a very low cost for almost any in, industry. The problem is, is the quality of the leads, right? So a lot of times with marketing companies like myself, we'll build out, you know, intricate, like friction producing things to actually weed out the people that aren't so serious about doing business with us. So we'll, we'll you know, we'll have people jump through a series of hoops, which might be asking, asking them questions, taking details, um, getting them to look at a calendar, booking in the calendar, all of that kind of stuff. The problem is, is that it might take your cost of a lead from $30 to $300, right? Which, you know, again, is, is cost. Um, but usually the lead is a, maybe a slightly higher quality. But you still need to sometimes have to chase those people up manually and, that, and, and some of that gets lost. With, with some of the stuff that's starting to come out and I'm starting to see this is the next thing, is there's definitely some, some SaaS software as a service programs that are starting to be developed that are really taking advantage of very smart AI mm -hmm. that is allowing lead follow-up to be done automated immediately, consistently, and relentlessly mm. to actually take those 300 leads where if me and you had them, we'd start calling through these leads and start feeling sorry for ourselves after about 40 calls that we've made and we start half-heartedly, half-arsedly doing what we're doing. And you know, by the time we get to 300, we maybe have got 20 calls out of it because, yeah. and we go, oh, this is a whole bunch of wasted leads. It's what a crap, this is crap. Ah, why would I even do business with this company anymore? The reality is, is because we're humans and you know, we, we do 20 calls and we don't get any answers or whatever, we start feeling bad for ourselves and we start getting lazy and maybe skipping some stuff or whatever, or we're not calling immediately. Mm -hmm. The system, the relentlessness of, of, of AI could mean that instead of getting 20 of those 300 booked, we get 100 of those 300 booked just because it's taken out the, the human softness, so to speak, right? Yeah. Um, and we're seeing that starting to be something. And we're, we're actually working on some things right now um, to see if we can um, really supercharge that. And we're, we're going to um, test it. And we do a lot of research and um, I guess you'd call it research and development on using all the different processes that there are out there and building them together. Like we were talking about having Clavio working with Shopify and Shopify working with Facebook and stuff. That's right. a very simple way of connecting things. But when you start bolting on all the other stuff, it becomes a little bit of a, of a pot that you're brewing your magic juice from. Yeah. And that's yeah. oftentimes the difference between a really good marketing agency and one that really does doesn't do well because they don't understand that that mix of all those ingredients that can make a really good effective um, marketing plan or marketing strategy turn into revenue because ultimately all marketing is about revenue people hate marketing no one wants to do marketing no business owner no baker decides i'm going to do but my, i'm going to open a bake a bakery and oh i'm so excited to do some marketing that's not what they think it's i want to make money right so any marketing must ultimately result in revenue and if it doesn't then it's bad marketing um so that breakdown on lead generation where that human element has to come in so a, say a real estate agent gets a lead someone interested in buying a house that real estate agent's got to chase that lead right got to chase them to get and that person might might not answer five days in a row for all sorts of different reasons. It might be that they're not interested, but there also could be that they've got a sick kid, that they're on vacation, that they've got right. this, they've got that. Right. And if you can take out that, that human element where we start going, oh, maybe this person just doesn't want to do business with me. I'm going to maybe not try as hard. And we can turn it into an automated system that is kind of relentless, but still feels like a human. Right um it's pretty magical and and there's a system that we just found which uh we're working through um and 
I actually, when I reached out to them to actually say, hey, I'm interested in maybe trialing your product with some of our clients and so forth, they responded immediately. I, I reached out to them on Sunday, you know, on a Sunday night at 9.20. They responded immediately. I was like, man, these guys are good. And they sent me a nice message. It seemed like a person was talking to me. I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? And they, oh, we're doing good. Hey, saw that you're interested in our product. I was like, yeah, I really am. I said, would you like to talk to us next week? And I said, yeah. And they said, when would you like to talk? I said, Wednesday. I said, okay. Uh, they said, yeah, Wednesday looks good. We are, we, we've got availability at five, six, and seven. When would you be available? And I said, you know, six works best for me. And that's what I'm literally writing in. So it's all stuff that I'm writing. I'm talking to somebody. They said, you know what, Andy, we've got a six o'clock works for us. I'll put you in. We'll send you an email and confirm this, right? Wow. They sent the email and confirmed it was all there and I was in. And I'm like, oh, this was really good. I re like that experience. And I was really excited right away because I just saw the ad and got involved with it. Yeah. Um, next day, followed up, got a phone call, right? D didn't answer it, but it went to voicemail. There was a live voice, a human voice saying, hey, Andy, great. I'm looking forward to speaking to you on Wednesday. Um, talk to you then. Yeah. Um, got an email, got a text next day. I'm looking forward to talking to you. Different, same voice, diff different type of message, but like yeah. it, he was saying the same thing, but he didn't say the same thing. If you know yeah. what I mean? He said it yeah. like, anyway, come to find out when I actually get to the thing, the guy who I was actually thinking I was talking to, I never had spoken to was the AI talking to me. <laughs> and I thought it was him. I thought it was yeah. a person. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how good it's become. Yeah. So there's that kind of stuff that I think will be the solution for a lot of people down the line. It's very, it's kind of expensive right now. It costs us, it's, you know, we bought the license to it. It's cost us six grand. So it's not really there for everybody right now, but I think that's where it's headed, right? Mm. So, so when you send out your email marketing campaign to try to stir up some interest from past people that have maybe worked with you before, anybody that maybe responds, you can actually have an AI system that starts responding to them all, especially if you've got a large email list and you might get yeah. 20, you know, you might have 100,000 people that you send a message out to and get 3,000 people respond. That's a lot of work to do, right? But now you can have one, one or two salespeople instead of 20 dialing and smiling. Yeah. You could have two or three really good closers yeah. who are just getting bookings booked into their calendar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's also an opportunity to the same, the same uh, change in technology, advancement technology capabilities strikes me as quite applicable to service as well. Yeah, it's, I it's I see irksome. AI. Yeah, I see AI being AI excites me and scares me at the same time. It scares <laughs> me for multiple different things. You know, one, it's like they it could become our overlords. That's just from a human scared standpoint. Um, but you know, I love the AI that I'm seeing come through. But I also could see how AI ultimately could put me out of business. Right? Maybe what I we mean, do. The scenario you painted is 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 a bit daunting in that, yeah, it's more it's a it's more efficient, it's more it's more efficient than not getting a response, but uh, sometime down the line, I I could see, I could see prospective customers being even more reluctant to sort of pull the trigger, knowing that they're going to get reliably hounded by Robbie the robot. <laughs> Right. It's like, okay. I mean, right. filling in your email address is enough of a pain in the ass right now. You, you know, you're going to get ding, 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 ding. When it was like, I don't even remember why I signed up for that, but I'm still getting messages from them. Right. It's like, right. If, if it starts to be a more efficient, looks human uh, and is relentless follow up, it's going to be, I, 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 my, my reaction is I'm going to be even more wary the good news from a marketer standpoint that I'd say about that is that the only people that would be coming through would be one who people who are serious about actually like self-filtering. Yeah. Self-filtering. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. Which that's is fair. good, which is a good thing, right? Because there's always it's always the frustration is having people who've filled out a whole bunch of information, then you end up calling them and talking to them and they I'm not interested in this. I wasn't yeah. interested. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Well, someone was. Someone was someone your... was. Well, and 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 like that. It's not the the low quality lead is a high quality person. It's their it's right. their actual interest, yeah, or attention or availability or whatever that are low. Like this isn't actually whatever you know widget I'm selling 
isn't actually enough of a priority it was yesterday and a really good example of that i can actually give you an example of that we had a gymnastics gym that was that is still actually a, a client of ours that we do marketing for and they contacted us and said you know we're getting loads of loads of leads but these leads are crap no one's interested yeah and we're like that's weird that's weird so we actually called the leads ourselves yeah. we're like we gotta we gotta find out what's going on with these leads yeah and we we called the leads and across the board what ended up happening is they they said well we were interested but it, they didn't call us for about four days and we just signed up to another gym or we just signed up to soccer right. or we signed up to this so they were interested but and, and that's always the thing about leads is that leads call down right you want you want to get on a lead as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I think the AI comes comes in. I mean, the other good thing about the AI is that if I want to opt out, I can say stop and let's stop, <laughs> right? So you end up getting to that yes or no thing, which is something from a sales and revenue driving is really, really critical. And I say this to everybody that I work with or consult with is that, you know, uh, what's great is yes, right? We all want yes. What's good is a no. We should be trying to get that if we don't get a yes. Yeah. The worst thing you can get is a maybe or let me think about it or here's unlimited access to my voicemail or, <laughs> or so forth because that just eats up time, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what I like about where AI is going is that it takes our time out of the, the smiling and dialing kind of stuff, which is heart, you know, soul destroying, so to speak, for a human to do. Yeah. Um, and it relentlessly pursues the person until they say stop. Right. All right, then it stops and it's gone. And, you know, they move on. And I think if we as, as users, let's say, let's take ourselves out of the marketing space and actually be the person being pursued, if we learn to say stop, mm. then yeah. it's okay, right? Yeah. I'm okay yeah. with being pursued by something that I have an interest in that I can opt out of if I decide that I want to. I was on a discussion with email marketers um, a couple of weeks ago and, and we were they were talking about, uh, unsubscribe and and preference centers you know like is it is it better to say uh like i got i got a message from someone that basically said click this link so i know you're still reading my stuff yep and some of the email marketers like that's not a great idea why because you know if you don't click the link does that mean they'll boot you off the list because you're adding to their you know their numbers in their esp possibly but if if they don't think there's any value to having you in there in the long run, they're probably mistaken because you were interested enough to say yes in the first place and you haven't said no yet. So leaving the door open is probably mathematically in their interest. This, right. this problem is going to get worse with, uh, with Apple's um, impact yep. on open rate measures, right? Yep. You're, you're not going to, you're not going to have a less and less. That. Yeah, yeah. You're less and less about who's actually reading. But I, I do think like it'll go back, it'll put step us back from an analytics standpoint a little bit. But I think still the ultimate is how many people stay subscribed. Right. Right. Um, because and I want people to unsubscribe. I, that's your, yeah, you're not that's interested. Your, yeah, that's your yes and no. Yeah. Right. Fundamentally. I, I, either we continue or we don't. Right. And, I, and that's okay. Um, it's my job to actually get to a yes or a no. Um, and an unsubscribe means you're not interested and move on. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. And that's why Google and Facebook, and that's why having a system that feeds itself. Mm -hmm. So you, cause the email marketing is great as long as it's being fed. Right. And something's building your, 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 um, your fresh list, right. Of new people. Yeah. Um, and that means you can pursue those unsubscribes. What you don't want is unsubscribes because they're pissed off with you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, you know, so making sure that you're not sending an email every other day, although we did once have a client that recently actually left us that would send an email every day and her, her followers loved her, but she was a very unique thing. They, they loved her. They, they, yeah. they loved getting emails from her. She got very low unsubscribe rate, but she had very rich content. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, nice. and the people that subscribed to her email list were, we're fans, like like evangelists, so to speak. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a very different thing. If you're an e, if you're a, you know, an insurance agent, my advice is maybe send one email or two emails, uh, uh, you know, one email a week, maybe, yeah, yeah. Um, and just give a little bit of business advice. 
Well, they, you easy. know, some, someone who can send something every day and, and gain that loyalty for, for them, it's a content yeah. channel first, you know, marketing is, is an after effect, right? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, there are, there are email newsletters I get that I read every day, but it's because of what's in the message, not because of what's on the other end of the hyperlink. Right. Um, exactly. And they have to be pretty good to get right. that level of attention. And it, that's a lot of work. <laughs> that's a lot. Exactly. But, you know, if you're, if you're pursuing the unsubscribe by, you know, weeding out those that really should be doing, are really, very interested in doing business with you and not, yeah. I think that's not a bad thing. I think sometimes email marketers or email campaign managers get a little bit um, too concerned about having too many unsubscribes. And I think as long as you know that your content isn't annoying yeah. and you're not operating in an annoying way, yeah. then the unsubscribe is actually a win. It's not a loss. It's actually not a bad thing at all. It should be seen positively. Yeah. Philosophically, I agree with you. I, I, don't, see, I don't see that as predominant practice in the email marketers that I speak with uh, sure. uh, a I lot know. of them a lot of them verge on neurotically needy when it comes to their list you like mm, keep people at any cost I think a lot of the though is if that email marketers only they're not the I'm less concerned because most of our clients when they work with us we start supercharging their list like because we we never we don't have any email only clients right yeah. so if someone works with us They've got a Google campaign, quite sophisticated Google campaign running, which captures all of the high intent people that are searching for help, right? Yeah. That those those people go onto the website, you know, regardless of iOS 14 and everything, you know, you know, sure these are really cool things, but you know, we're still, you know, iPhones are still maybe 30 or 40% of the of the population when it comes to phones. So it's not you know, terribly, horribly affected. I mean, it's affected things, but it's not like, you know, the death nail of marketing. Um, so all those high intent Google people go to our website, our Facebook page picks it up. We remarket to them through our Facebook page and Instagram. So whenever you decide to look at your mom's cat or see what's happening to your, your brothers and sisters in other states or countries, um, you're going to start seeing that stuff that you have in a high intent interest in. Yeah. You then click on it and go to a, a landing page or whatever, and that it captures your information. That then feeds your your email marketing, and then your email marketing, you know, usually o over time will will ultimately do the trick. Yeah. yeah. So if you've got that kind of system, then it's actually not a bad thing to have those unsubscribes, especially if you're paying on a platform that's pay that you have to pay per x number of subscribed, hmm. you know, emails, right? Because you don't want to have 300,000 emails and be paying for 300 emails to be served when only 50,000 of them are actually really customers of yours. The rest of them are people that have no interest in your business. Right, right. Well, That's the, my feeling. The, 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 the contextual thing that makes, that makes that behavior tougher than it should be is the relatively bad actors that make unsubscribe difficult tend to build a habit of not unsubscribing even when you should like i look at my right. inbox and right. i go ah that again i know i didn't, you I know didn't what read happens. it should i should unsubscribe they, they should end up going to spam and then google flags them and then they get taken out yeah yeah they, they you know but but that's a different you know that's a different overload do i want do i want google in charge of what i actually read no right right, right. no so yeah it's it's a toughie and and email recipients I've been thinking about this for a blog post. <laughs> Email recipients are don't own up to their responsibilities very much, right? Like if I sign up for a list and I'm really never going to read it, I should get off my butt and unsubscribe. I really should. Right. You know, do I? Not always, partially because it, it's historically more difficult than I want it to be. And it's not worth five minutes of fighting with fighting with a website say no no I really don't want to hear from you right. and the mechanism itself email itself does not have a feedback loop built in to do that there's no way in email itself purely to say drop me right right now you could build a reply bot that said if you reply to this address we'll drop you but no one's going to figure that out I think I think just my advice to anybody that is thinking how they should set up their email if they've got 
a system that's constantly feeding new interested parties into your email list to actually make it easy. Like click the unsubscribe button and the button comes up, says click here to unsubscribe, click there, done. Yeah. Should be as easy as that. Yeah. Um, don't make, don't, are you sure? Yeah. Unsad face. Are you sure? Do you can give us some feedback? Blah, blah. No, don't, yeah. don't. Just move, just, just move on, get the new person in. Like when I, back in the day, my first job in the United States was working as a sales manager for CarMax, right? You know, CarMax, the auto superstore mm -hmm. that was founded by Circuit City, which, you know, no longer exists anymore. My, when I, like, as part of your initiation to be a sales manager, you have to show that you can sell cars, right? And so for one month, you're a salesman, salesperson. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to be a sales manager in this store, I want all of them to know that I'm a, I, I know my shit and I'm going to be the top dog for that month. And, you know, my job was in the beauty of CarMax is it'd be this constant flow of people coming in. And that's one of the great things about CarMax is always people coming through the door. So the idea is that you, you, you get somebody, you walk them through the process, you try to help them find a car. If there's no car that they want to find and they want to leave, let them leave. Don't like, don't try to keep them and do all sorts of different, you know, gymnastics to try to keep them on the lot and try to keep them involved. And Hey, if you can't find the car that they want, they want to leave, let them leave and get back on there and speak to the next person yeah. and move on. Get that. Yes or no. Yeah. The great thing about CarMax is that they almost had every every single car that you could ever want. <laughs> yeah. And and I ended up selling like 30 cars that month. So I did oh. really, really well. But oh. the 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 idea there again is just help people, mm -hmm. give them what they want. And if they don't find it or don't want it, let them leave. Yeah. If they really want to come back, they'll come back. Yeah. yeah. But let them leave and move on to somebody who you can help. It's it, it, we, this constant obsession with wanting to be liked and wanting to have the biggest lists and you know, all of this, it's not about that. It's about the effectiveness. And it comes down to, from a business standpoint, always yeah. what I said before is revenue. Yeah. You're either, yeah. either making your money or it's not, if it's not making you money, something that you're doing and the way you're operating is not right. Yeah. 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 And if, if it's not, if it's not valuable to the clients, that's a root problem you got to fix. Revenue is all. Who, who ever gets excited about doing an email marketing campaign? <laughs> Maybe some people do. Yeah, yeah. But really, as a client, if, I'm doing, if, if a client wants their email marketing campaign to be done by me, they're excited when it develops revenue. Yeah. They're not really excited when it, it's a wonderful HTML designed email that goes out. They're not like, oh, gosh, this is the best thing since I splurred. And then no one buys anything. All right. Right. They're not happy with that. Yeah, yeah, because the, the the objective, the the uh, the business objective there was you know move move, move the dial. Yeah. Right, and it might not be that individual email, but it might be that flow. Right, you might have those ten good things that warm people up and make people feel good about you, and then that one ask. Right. right. So those eleven, it's ultimately the, the the goal of those eleven emails that have gone out is to get us a, a payday, is to generate revenue. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's not doing that, then relook at how you're operating because you're not doing it right. Sounds like it, it sounds like it's valuable for you to work with clients over time, like to get to know their business and really systematize some of those yeah. things because it's not a that's not an overnight fix that you yeah. Just so if, so if I'm talking to any of your listeners that are thinking of of going the agency route. It's really important that you stick with an agency for a period of time because some things do take a little bit of time and, and there is a, that funnel does take t time to fill up, but once it gets going, it can really start taking off. Mm -hmm. But what that means also is that means when you're choosing your agency, be very thoughtful about that process of coming on board. Don't get excited by a couple of like one or two meetings where they tell you everything they, you want to hear look at their process of how they bring you on board, look to see if they're really interested in you, right? The, the suckers, if I'm going to use like New Zealand kind of terms, the suckers out there are the ones that come in and say, I just want to know the price. Just tell me the price of how much it's going to be to work with you. I just want the price. Yeah, whatever. Just tell me the price. Those are the suckers, right? 
because they're going to end up working with an agency that doesn't really know what they're doing. And that agency is just going to go, well, what's the price that you want? Well, I don't want to pay $2,000 or I want to want to pay. Okay. We'll take a thousand dollars from you to do some work for you. Yeah. And that person is taking whatever, whatever that person can afford possibly, because that's why they're so fixated on cost and they can't really deliver. They don't really know what they're doing. They don't have the expertise. And the reason why they're willing to take a thousand dollars is because they need it to pay their mortgage because they don't have enough clients. Look at agencies that are very interested in you and your business before you spend money with them, mm. right? That goes through processes to actually find out about who you are and what your goals are. Yeah. yeah because yeah. the reality is email marketing is not like, even though it sounds kind of complex and we probably made it sound complex, Email marketing, Google ads, Facebook ads, these are things that are somewhat complex. But if I got a smart young college grad in within six months, three, maybe three to six months, we could turn them into a very good email marketer. We could turn them into a very good Google marketer. We could turn them into a very good Facebook marketer. So it doesn't take nine years like a doctor to learn how to do Facebook marketing. It's not rocket science, right? Right. What's important though, is knowing the client and knowing what, and I think you mentioned this, knowing the client and what's important to them and understanding them. Um, so when you're selecting an agency, which I think most people should, it's getting so complicated now that either you need to hire a specialist internally and really you end up needing to hire four people internally because you need a conversion rate optim, optim, you know, optimist. <laughs> That's a word. You need a, a Google specialist you need a facebook specialist you need an email marketing specialist and those oftentimes are not the same people yeah. it's very hard to find that same person being able yeah. to do all those things yeah um and you're probably paying them five to ten thousand dollars a month each yeah right depending on how good they are yeah. um and you know you can hire an agency and pay a fraction of that and actually have all of those people yeah, yeah. um and i think you know it, it makes sense because i think the average person just cannot be you might be really good at facebook ads or you might be really good at email marketing but you're missing parts of the puzzle sure um, sure yeah 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 or you or you if if you're jumping into that and then jumping out of it you'll 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 you'll, you'll right. miss the rhythm that gets the relentless machine because again you know, matthew about. if you're you're selling sunglasses yeah there's other things that you're doing the marketing even though as an e-com sunglass sales guy, the yeah. email, the, the marketing is a very big part of your business, right? Yeah. Marketing is a massive part of e-com, but there's still logistics, there's still delivery, there's still customer service, there's still manufacturing, there's still all that that you've got to take care yeah, of. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's a good, uh, is that, is that, it's a good note to wrap on because it really, <laughs> it underlines the, the value that a, a solid agency can bring to a long-term relationship. But, but, but I, I will say there's a lot of crappy agencies out there. So my, my, my tip to everybody is when you're interviewing agencies, be looking for the agency that is interested in you, that is interested in your business, that asks the important questions that sometimes might ask emotional questions that, oh man, you know, that that's pretty deep. Like look for that, embrace that because mm -hmm. then you'll know that you're looking for, that you're working with an agency that actually cares, that actually yeah. really wants a result, not just the result that they think is a result, but the result that you want. Yeah. Right. Yeah, actually, we actually I'm, take it to an nth degree that even the first time you spend money with us, you know, we're still deep digging deep into what you have got going on. Like, like a architect might look through a house before, you know, renovating it, right. You get a plan together to know what you're dealing with before you start spending money. Yeah. If, you, know, you don't spend money on fixing a house before you know what's wrong with the house. Right. Right. You know, yeah. that kind of stuff you want to be looking for when you're searching for your agency. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a, a guest on a few months back who runs an agency in the East coast and, and he was describing how much they invest up front in, in the book on a client. He said, where he said, we go way underwater yep. in terms of resources invested in a new client. Cause we can't succeed if, if we don't really know them that well. So yep. we've got to be willing to do that, you know, banking on a long-term in a long-term relationship with them and being able to do something that requires that level of knowledge of them. Yep. And if, and if the user or the client is, you know, finds the right agency, then give them the time to build out all the things that they need to build out to start running the data through it, start looking at the, 
at the trends and, and all yeah. the numbers to actually make to optimize what's going on and then once you do that i mean geez i've i've seen clients i mean we've literally had clients go from five thousand a month to nine hundred thousand a month wow there you go. right wow. and the problem is no longer marketing the problem is she's where do i get a warehouse how do i find delivery <laughs> drivers and yeah, all that yeah, kind of stuff yeah, right yeah 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 got so, it got it well where do if someone's listening to this going i really want to talk to these guys where do we send them andy so go to creativelydisruptive.com is, yeah. is the best thing there's a whole bunch of information on there we've got lots of lots of stuff going on there um you can reach out to us um at, I think it's info at creativelydisruptive.com. If you want to reach out to me directly, feel free. Hopefully you've got like a bazillion listeners. So I'll have a million emails tomorrow. Um, as Andy at creativelydisruptive.com. Uh, you can reach out to me directly. Um, I have an Instagram page. I think it's uh, small <laughs> business coach, sales coach. Yeah. Um, or you can search for me, Andy Seely on, on Instagram. You'll probably find me somewhere in there. I, I do have a Twitter account called Andy Disruptor, yeah. But I never go on it because I'm I'm done with with Twitter. I can't stand Twitter. I, I hate the 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 angriness that people are throwing each other on there. Like I, I'm actually I'm soul. with you on I'm with you on Twitter and not going there. For for me, for me, it's the it's the it's the noise. It's like yeah. it never shuts up. Right. It never actually hits a conclusion or builds a structure and says inside it's just like churn 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 doesn't i don't never go to i never go like every time i go onto facebook or instagram there's something that either makes me smile a little bit yeah. or go or i go oh that was interesting yeah. i think i follow some good stuff and i, and I yeah. engage with some good stuff i've never gone to twitter and gone that was great yeah, <laughs> I've always go. gone to Twitter and gone, oh my God, why did I come and have a look at that for? Why did I bother? So yeah. don't send anything to me. So don't send Andy. anything to Andy yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Well, my, my guest wrapping it up has been Andy Seely, CEO at Creatively Disruptive. Andy, pleasure to speak with you. Thanks for the time. Thank you. And hit stop. Hi, Dr. Matthew Dunn here. Thank you so much for listening to the future of email. If you're an email industry exec or marketer and you're interested in being a guest, please apply at campaigngenius.io slash future of email. If this interview was useful for you, please consider sharing it. Grab a screenshot and post it and text it and, of course, email it to your friends. If you know someone who you think would be a good guest, tag them in your post and include the hashtag future of email. I really appreciate seeing guest suggestions. It helps us a ton to keep the show interesting. We do put out new episodes and new content fairly regularly. To keep up, I would suggest subscribing. Your sharing, your rating, your reviews are the key to promoting to the show, and they mean a ton to me and to the team here. If you want to know more, go to our website, campaigngenius.io slash future of email, or follow me on LinkedIn. Search for Dr. Matthew Dunn. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.